Welcome, everyone, to the Off Kilter Podcast. I'm your host, Shorty, alongside your co-host, Ed and Richie. Just some good old boys having a good old time, so sit down and have some fun with us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Off-Kilter Podcast. How's everyone doing today? Ed, Richie, how are y'all? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm hanging in there and there, there like, a, like the old stank on a skunk, you know? <laughs> That's right, like old hair in a biscuit. <laughs> hair in a biscuit and stank on a skunk. You know, we got the holidays coming up. It's Christmas is this weekend. What yeah. y'all got plans for this weekend? Man. Are y'all going to get everything you want for Christmas? Uh, I'm probably not going to get much for Christmas, but my kids are going to have a good one. Right. So yep. That's what I care most about. That's all that matters. Richie, I think you got the dad joke for today. Uh, yeah, well, I got one. Um, It may or may not be funny, but anyway, here we go. What did the fish say when he swam into a wall? <laughs> I give up. It's hard. I don't know what. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that, that one's it. That's a good one. All right. Richie, you want to lead us off here, buddy? All right. Well, uh, tonight, um, I actually brought in somebody that I think is going to be uh, very interesting to talk to. Um, I know there's some questions I'd like to ask him, but anyway, it is my dad, Charles. So, oh, Charles. Howdy. Um, uh, well, I mean, how's everything going with you today? Oh, slick as a button and pretty as a peach. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> slick as a button and pretty as a peach. I got, I got, I thought of it. I got one question. What's it like to raise a legend? <laughs> <clears throat> now, this is a true story, ain't it? Yeah, yeah it's a true yeah. story. Yeah, I mean, we're 100% honest in this place here. Uh, well, I'm all, I'm all. Take no comment on that one. Then. No comment. Oh, <laughs> oh, there's got to be something. Give us a uh, give us um. Have to have uh, something. Of course, you've known him his whole life. Give us give us a funny story. A funny story. Yeah, like something he's done where it just made you go, "What the fuck? What is this guy doing?" There's a bunch of them. I'm just trying to figure out which one would be the best one to say. Whatever's on top of your head, there was one out there. Yeah, I'm working on it. Mm. Trying to figure out what I don't know of a funny one. I know of a, a story that broke his heart one time. Oh well, no! You right. want to know that one? Yeah. Or do you know it? I don't. I have no idea where you're going with this. You have no idea. Uh, well, you bring it out of the woods and into the house. A skunk? <laughs> no, it wasn't a skunk. Dead deer? Nope. I brought it out of the woods and brought it in the house. Yeah. And I built you a big old cage for it and set it in the corner and you slept oh, with it. Oh, okay. I, I know what you're talking about now. You're talking about that old squirrel. Yeah. I had when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, what's a funny story with a squirrel? Well, it ain't a funny story, but uh, he was sleeping with it and kind of rode over on it and killed it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember. <Lord>. Yeah. <laughs> sure did. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I was actually sleeping in, uh, I think I was even in y'all's bed. Oh, I don't doubt that. Yep. I, I was in y'all's bed taking a nap one day, and that squirrel got in the bed with me. And I don't know when it happened, but I rode over on top of it, killed it. Mm. Smushed it. Wow. I wonder it didn't bite you. Mm. I know. I mean, it was 
I mean, you know, I mean, I had that thing trained pretty good. Right up until you didn't. Right until <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, he'd walk around with a pair of overalls on. That thing would be in the build of his overalls, walking up his, walking up his, get on his shoulder, walk around. He had it. It was pretty tame. He had it under control. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you work? What do you do for a living? Uh, I work for Action Utilities, and I do as less as I can. I heard as that. As less as you can. Hey, <laughs> <That's> how's <what, laughs> your back? It's doing somewhat better since I got some help. I don't have to do a whole lot. It's so uh, it's getting. I can walk good now. Yeah. I'm not falling, so yeah. I'm doing pretty good. That's good. Well, uh, uh, I just want to let y'all know that we are having some streaming issues. I don't know if it's your connection or what, but it's but it's actually going in and out. It's it says it's live. Are you on the Wi-Fi here? <clears throat> no, but I got good. I got good service. Let me check it out. Y'all go ahead. So, Charles, uh, what is it that mostly what you've done your entire life? I know, and Richie knows, and we know, but everybody that's listening may not know what it is that you've done, you know, most of your life as far as, like, work. What is that? That would be heavy equipment. Running heavy equipment? That would be heavy equipment. Of um, well, didn't you used to do, uh, like, huge engine rebuilds and stuff like that for, like, you know, I mean, heavy equipment and stuff. Too. Oh, yeah. I've built engines and stuff like that my whole life. And uh, I've had mechanics jobs where I built engines for big trucks. And I've even built a crane engine one time. Mm. And, and if we can't figure something out, we generally give you a call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It don't matter what it is. Yeah. Uh, normally, if he don't know right off the bat, all you got to do is call him the next day. He'll have it figured out by then. That's right. Right now, you're an excellent welder, too, right? Well, I can burn a rod. I've yeah. burned a few of them in my life. Yep. So, I suck. I ain't gonna lie, but you know, I mean, I, it'll hold. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember when it was. I know I was little at this point, but it was when uh, old Uncle Pudge had that little small Toyota pickup truck that time, and he bought that big old bass boat. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think he bought the bass boat, not thinking about his truck not being able to pull it. Yeah. And I remember going over there to the old airfield late at night one night, and y'all did a whole bunch of stuff. That Toyota pickup truck added a bunch of steel to the back of it and stuff, and welded some all types of, I don't know what all all it was, but I know y'all put a lot of metal on that uh, uh, old truck at night. Yeah, the boat he had weighed twice what the pickup did. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I remember Golly. That. So I had to reinforce, though. I took the back bumper off of it. And put a half inch plate across from bump from frame to frame, and then cross braced it in there. And then we put the ball in the frame on that plate that I put in, and then put the bumper back on top of it. But you didn't even know it was in there. What wow. did that thing have in it? Four cylinder, six cylinder? Four cylinder. Oh, yeah. and it hauled that boat, a four cylinder hauled that boat? See, yeah. it was it was a uh, 26 foot boat. Is that what it was? Golly. Uh, I think it was a 24 foot. Yeah. Bass boat. I don't know exactly what kind it was. Probably but. old Skeeter. <laughs> no, it wasn't a Skeeter. I remember that. Um, uh, man, I don't, I don't remember what it was. But anyway, it was a big old boat, and he had that little truck. Yeah, though. I remember that. But believe it or not, it would pull it good, but it just wouldn't stop it. It wouldn't stop. Right. It just slide that little truck. It, well, I imagine so. You know, you got sixty percent of your braking on the front and forty on the rear on normal vehicles. So, 
Yeah. And all your stopping power's in the front, and there's no weight on it. <laughs> so, so most of your little your passions that you've done has been in racing of some some order, whether it be round track or it be dirt track. Yeah. You know, uh, drag racing. Even I know you've been with us quite a bit on on our avenues on that part. So, yeah. Well, I'm not real good on straight lining, but I love dirt track. Yeah. Left turn. <laughs> yep. What was it like when Richie first started driving? What did you have to deal with and cope with knowing that he was out there running the roads ragged? Uh, they wasn't a whole lot of sleeping going on. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> I imagine. Was, he, uh, was he always a wild child? Uh, not always, but probably 99.9% of the time. I know. So all the time. <laughs> yeah, so all the time, yeah. Mm, I know my, my – uh, I drove my mother fits. I drove her wild, just you know, worrying about me. Yeah, I think I was the wildest one of all of us. I w- I would say probably for the most part, as far as doing crazy crap, yeah, I would. Oh, yeah. I would say most definitely because you didn't know whether one day you was gonna come home and Shorty was gonna take what he thought was a parachute and jump off the house. <laughs> hey, man, you, like, you got to try something every I mean, once in a while. I mean, his his thing growing up was if it if it involved potentially getting an arm broke or a leg broke doing some kind of stunt, Shorty was in for it. He was yeah. game. That was, you Jumping know. bicycles, wrecking power jeeps. I mean, just I rollerbladed and skateboarded off my house a few times. Just wild stuff and has richie ever done anything like that something they're like <laughs> not that i know of oh, he wow. ain't sped it off the top of the house yet, but. <laughs> yeah hey, i've done some dumb stuff you just didn't know it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i knew all right richie give us give us a story that you know <laughs> nah, you didn't know nah, nah, we're in it now nah, yeah, we're in give it us now. something that you did when you were a kid you, you grow old now that your dad didn't know about that you know you would have gotten in trouble for you started this uh, <laughs> i mean Well, I can't think of anything that's like. <laughs> of course. <laughs> How, convenient. <laughs> How convenient. How <laughs> convenient. All right, so let's get back to the guest over here. No. <laughs> Man, we're trying to get in on it. All yeah. right, Ed, Ed, now we're all adults. Like, While I'm thinking of a story that I've done that, you know, that I could possibly get in trouble, that I would have gotten in trouble for there, what do you have anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely. Now, I'm not going to name, you know, for – all intents and purposes, I'm not going to name where this happened at or the friend that it was this happened at. But we take we took as a kid, we took a certain friend's somebody in their family's vehicle and went stump jumping in it and really <laughs> no, tore wow. that thing up. You know what I'm saying? So, oh yeah. Luckily, had- I never drove any of it. It was him that done all the all the driving, but. The person in his family found out and thought that he had done something, and he and he had me drive my car over there at that time because it was wrecked. Yeah, it was like no, no, no. See, it was this one, and the thing about it was, is that was a truck. Mine was a car. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so like I could have gotten some bad trouble about that one, but you know, it was his idea. It was his. He he grabbed the keys. I just rode with him. You know, mm. but. Yeah, we went stump jumping in it, and it, it did mess it up pretty bad. Now, see, I think the mine would be running from the cops that that mom never knew about. You know, how many times I ran from the cops? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember I was doing a hundred and hundred eight down Warrior Jasper Road on a motorcycle, and 
warrior uh, warrior police that back then it was a lady cop, and she pulled out and then pulled right back in because she knew she couldn't catch me. And then um, when I got to the fire department, I went and got the truck and we went on the fire call, whatever it was. I can't remember what emergency it was. But uh, when I come back, she was sitting in the parking lot and she goes, I know that was you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She goes, I know that was you. Slow it down. I was like, well, how fast was I going? She goes, you were going 108. I was like, well, I wasn't watching the speedometer. (laughs) But you knew you was going that fast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I knew because she told me I really wasn't watching the speedometer. It was like at probably one or two in the morning. Right. Yeah, really stupid. You shouldn't be going that fast that early in the morning. Right. Well, I mean, I don't think I ever really did anything that was crazy driving when I was young other than, oh, well, I got one. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I was about to say, we try to grace the shit out of that Cavalier now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I was in high school, and you know that blue car that I got from, uh, I think it was... Uh, uh, Aunt Carol's uh, mom and daddy. That old blue, uh, I think it might have been a Pontiac or something. A little, little small blue car that I got from them. That seems like I remember something. You know, like and it had the headlights that rolled up. Yeah. Or oh, the Fiero? No. Oh, man. I wish it was a Fiero. Uh, man, I'm trying to remember what kind of car it was, but it was an old, old car. It's back in the probably uh, mid to upper 90s. Mm. Oh, and, man. That was a long time ago. And I think it might have been like an 80-something model car. Yeah. But uh, I actually left school one day. And uh, up on the high side where the, uh, I think that store used to be called um, um, Standards Store or whatever by the by the old Hayden Post Office that was up there. Yeah. yeah. Standards is a store, yeah. Yeah. And then there was some railroad tracks right there. Mm-hmm. Well, we all left school, and everybody jumped in the car, and we jumped that railroad track, mm. and it bottomed out, and it knocked up the old the old uh, oil pan. It actually knocked the drain plug out of the oil pan. I didn't know it. Oh, that motor's gone. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't make it home. <laughs> and and actually, by the way, that is what happened to that motor in that car. If you ever wondered. <laughs> and there it I is. don't know what happened. It just it just started knocking. And it locked up. I don't know. What's but, yeah. the but yeah, this is a question. What's a question for everybody? What's the fastest you've ever been in an automobile? Let's we'll start with you, Mr. Brakefield. 145. 145. What were you in? Uh, uh, Super B. Oh yeah. I was on 31 Highway. Oh Dodge. Coming through. I was just coming across the river bridge down there out of Kimberley in the Warrior. Down Horse Branch Hill. Yeah. No, I wasn't that. I wasn't that far down. Oh okay. Okay. And the reason why I know I was running that fast is because when it quit floating, I looked down at the speedometer. Oh, it yeah. about 150 on it. Anybody that drives old cars know they float. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they get up high. I had my Mustang, the red Mustang, and I was on my way to Montgomery, and I had fifth gear pegged out where I couldn't go any further on RPMs. RPMs was running at five, but, you know, my speedometer mm-hmm. was only reading like 85. That you so know you're doing well so, past that. So I was going so fast that the cars were blinking past me. Like it was just if if I had to touch the brakes whatsoever, I would have it would have been I'd been over with. But I was going that fast on in fifth gear, pegged out like because I just wanted to see how fast we go. And I don't know how fast I was going because like at that time it was before I got the three seventy threes in it. Whenever mm-hmm. we had them changed over, 
with what's his name up there in Warrior. Yeah. And they had the three fifty fives in it. So I don't I mean, I'd had to imagine that I was, you know, one fifty plus somewhere yeah. up in there. But right. To know exactly I, Yeah. I mean I, I were I mean, I don't really know how uh, how fast I've ever been, but um I think I remember telling y'all uh an old story where I was in that oh at that at them um Outlaw 10-5 car that time. I think mm-hmm. I told y'all that story mm-hmm. a few weeks back. Yeah. But I think that's the fastest I've been. But, you know, I mean, how do you know how fast you're going? Yeah, Something like exactly. That. You know, I, I've been, I know it was moving. But I can tell you this. Like a SN95 or SN96 Mustang with a speedometer that actually goes up to 145, mm-hmm. when it pegs, the back tires will almost come off the ground. Mm-hmm. I'll just let you know that. <laughs> yeah. I say I, I've I've been I've been 164 in my black BMW that I had, and I've been 197 on a motorcycle. Heck uh, yeah! And the only reason I didn't go 200 it was because the guy told me that it would go 200, and that was my bucket list at the time to go 200, and I never made it. Mm-hmm. I went from Gardendale to Warrior in about four or five minutes, <laughs> trying to get that thing to go 200, but it would not. Is 197 is as high as it would go. But you know, I mean, it wouldn't get any faster. Would not go any faster. Up or downhill, it wouldn't go any faster. A buddy of mine, his name, uh, um, man, I forgot his name, but uh, he had a, a GSXR one thousand, and he told me he's like, man, I've been two hundred eight, two ten on this bike, and I was like, let me ride it. He goes, no, nah, man, it's my bike. I said, I'll let you ride my bike. Let me ride that one. I said, I got to go two hundred. Let me ride it. He said, ah, oh, well, man. and I finally convinced him because my bike was in way better condition than his bike. I was like, if I wreck it, you can have this one. You know, now he finally let me ride it, and it would not go two hundred. He lied to me. Yeah, <laughs> so, man. <laughs> so, so what was that old car that you had when you was a teenager? That uh, I remember you telling a story a long time ago about some old car that you had. God, probably the '65 I had. I had a '65 Malibu, the one that had the three ninety six in it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, tell us a little bit about that car. How you come about it? Okay, I was looking for a guy. Everybody and everybody that have been around here knows someone over here. Yeah. And uh, I was working in the strip pits for him, and it was wrecked. The back quarter panel was bent up on it and tore up and stuff like that. And I made a deal with him that I got it and took it and had it. Was going to have it fixed. And uh, But in the meantime, since you want to know the story, I'll tell you the whole story. Yeah, yeah, right. we want the nitty gritty. Yeah, well, we right. want all of it. Well, I brought it down at that time. I was dating his mama. Oh, and I pulled it up down there, and it was wrecked and tore up. Didn't look worth fifteen cents. She just, no, nope, I ain't riding in it. I ain't having nothing to do with it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, I just. You ain't gonna catch and, me in that car. And and, and, and if Miss Deborah <laughs> don't want to do something, she ain't gonna do it. Yeah. So I went. And got it fixed, had it painted, and had the fenders fixed on it. And pulled the wheels off, put mags on it, tore the motor apart, fixed it, put big carburetor on it, changed big heads, put headers and twin exhaust, and had the interior done with black diamond pleated material. Back then, that was the thing. Mm-hmm. And I Hell, got that it all still done. Looks good. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I come back to get her in about three weeks. She was all over that car. <laughs> she loved it then. Yeah, huh? she wanted that car. Then. Yeah. <laughs> how did uh How did you and uh her meet? How did that go? Okay. Uh, 
me and Terry Joyner was yeah. out on a date. And our date didn't go too good. So, And she was working at Gillespie's Cafe in Morgan. Hmm. And Wait. I never knew that. You never knew that? I never knew that uh, you and old Terry went out on a date. Yeah. Well, we was coming in off of a double date. With who? I can't remember. That's classified information. Yeah, that's classified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into that. Don't, don't ask them. You don't need people asking them. questions now. Yeah. Well, it wasn't one of them old date switcheroos, was it? Do what? No, we ain't going to get into that. Okay. <laughs> we're going to stay away from that. We ain't we're staying away that. from that conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're staying away from that. But anyway, I brought her home, and it was it was just like any other relationship. It was up and down, up and down, and, you know. Of course, I got in trouble a bunch of times because when I was that age, you know, I just yeah. it didn't matter. Yeah, didn't care. You didn't no. care, no. Been I'm there. Pimp. He's a mother effing P-I-M-P. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna, we're not what gonna do you do? I'm a pimp. If you didn't know, you do now. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, how about them bearings? <laughs> All right, so go ahead. <sighs> yeah, and uh, so I took her home, and uh, it's just been that way ever since. It's been bliss ever since. Yeah, 40, 48. 49 years now. That deserves wow. a round of applause right there. Wow. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. 48, 49. Yep. I can't remember. There it is. Uh, uh, so you actually took her home yeah, from from, from another date? No, 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 no. She was working. Oh, okay. And we stopped up by to eat before we went home. So you just shunned old other girl and said, oh, no, this is my future wife and I'm getting her. No, they wouldn't no goods with us. Oh, it wasn't no done, good. That didn't work out, so we left them down there. Oh, <laughs> right. All right, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, I got you. <laughs> Makes sense now. We're just yeah. trying to put it all together, right? Yeah, I'm not going to break it down to more than that, but, you right. know. So, mm. I got in trouble one time. We was dating. We'd been dating. I don't remember how long, probably six weeks, seven weeks, something like that, and – I had somebody come to the house that I didn't know was coming to the house. Mm. And they were called, and this one answered the phone. Uh-oh. And, uh, oh, Lord. Yeah, that didn't go too good. <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> I bet. I've had one come to my house while the other one was there. <laughs> oh, no. I ain't done that. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was interesting. But I got the one I was after, so. There you go. There you you know. Know. That's it. That's what matters That's, the most, right? Yeah. We've been through some bad times, and we've had some good times. I don't regret it a minute. Mm-mm. 50 years. Lord, have mercy. Well, man. almost 50 years. Well, you might as well say, might 50, as well say 50, yeah. Yeah. Because if you consider the dating part, you know, hey, 50 years, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, hell, you were together when you were dating, so, yeah, that counts. Yeah. <laughs> True. So whenever whenever you met her and you and you got with Miss Deborah, was it did you just know that she was going to be the one, or was it something that you figured out over time? It it didn't happen. It wouldn't you know like walk in and boom, there it is, right? You know, but it took I don't know. It wasn't long, to, you know, because I was kind of funny when I dated. You know how boys 
or take a girl out two or three times and tell them they love them and all right. that. Uh, that's not this guy. Right. You know, if I tell you I love you, then you can take it to the bank. Right. And I think that's what tied it all together. Right. As you just didn't try to, you know, you knew what whenever you said what you was going to say and your feelings come out, that's whenever, that you was know, it. that was it. Right. Well, I got a question. Who said, uh, uh, I love you first? Richie, that's been hey, what? about 50 years ago. It's kind of hard for me to figure that out. <laughs> I can't remember that good. So it was probably mom that probably said it then if you can't remember that. Yeah. I can't remember that. You know. Well, what about you and Lisa? Who said it first? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It would be her, for sure. <laughs> it would be her. It would be her, for sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I, am I the only one that said it first? Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess I said, I said it I first. I mean, it was one of them things when I walked in the room, she said, I love you. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. I was uh, I mean, the I mean, the very first instance and the very first time she saw me, I love you. Oh, nice. It was love at first sight. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nah, I don't know. I'm just... I, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. just messing around. He's just, he's, he's just waiting to see if she's going to call me. <laughs> he's just <laughs> building himself up. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? There he was, bent over 86 Fierro with his uh, uh, coveralls on. Yeah. <laughs> she, walk, she walked out of the Walmart with her hair and curlers and was like, that's my man right there. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I was the one that said it first in my relationship. I was uh, leaving, uh, leaving the house. Did, just didn't even think about it. And I looked at her and went, all right, I got to go. I love you. <laughs> and she went white, and I said, "I lust you." I lust, I lust you. you. I, said, I, I, you I remember you saying she that. Go, yeah, she goes, "No, no, no." You know what you said? I was like, "Ah, oh, shit." <laughs> well, that—that's something that I ain't never understood. If you—if you know that you're feeling that way, just say it. What does it matter? Right. I yeah. clearly did. Yeah, just, you know. That's just the honest way you can do it. Just be honest with everybody. Right. So, have you ever uh, done any round track racing? Have you ever participated, been out on the track? I've never drove. You just like to be behind the scenes? I just like to make them do what they need to do. Ah. You're the fine-tuning guy. Yeah. Take a wedge out of the front, a yeah. little tie rod out of the rear. I don't know how it goes. Take a little tie rod out of the rear. Yeah, yeah, tie- <laughs> uh, yeah 40, 1100 gears, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That turbo 700R. Yeah. 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 Turbo 700. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, I want- well, I want to go back to whenever you was a teenager because I got one more question to ask you on this list that I got. Uh-oh. It says, if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Listen to my daddy. Mm-hmm. That's solid advice. Mm-hmm. If I would have listened to him and have done what he wanted to, it would have been a whole different world for all of us. Mm-hmm. But you look at it this way, Okay. If you had to listen to him, imagine what could have changed. If you think about it, you know, because, like, I'll tell you, like, growing up, you know, I love my dad. I, I did. Love my dad without a doubt. I know Shorty's got his own feelings toward him. But I love my dad very much. And he was hard on us. And he always told me I would never amount to nothing. And what did it do? It drove me to amount to something. Yeah, we got so, two completely different views of growing up with that guy. Yeah. Yeah, well, my view of my daddy, he was always there with me. He, uh, I mean, if he left the house, I was with him. Right. And that's the reason why I can wall houses, plumb them, build them, do mechanic work, mm-hmm. run equipment. He owned a 1954 track loader that uh, 
is what got me started in it. Then I went from that to the strip pits. Right. And uh, I've been involved in it. And he's, he taught me so much about life that it wouldn't, it, it's not even funny. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he, if he was warring a house, I was with him. Right. If he was plumbing a house, I was with him. Right. If we was building a motor in a car, I was right there in his way. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where ninety percent of the stuff I know come from. Right. Mm. And you know, he's just a he was a wonderful man and I miss him every day. Right. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Right. I, I mean, look, my dad was rough on me, but I love my dad. I miss him every day. Uh, the last years of his life, I wasn't involved in him, and I always regretted that. And and it was the same way whenever it came to my uncle Robert. Is the last year he was alive, I didn't even go visit him because I was such a little punk ass kid that I didn't go visit him, and he died, and I never got to see him before he died. You know, so it just it just sat with me, you know. And like whenever I found out Dad was on his deathbed, you know, I left Atlanta and went to the hospital and seen him, you know. Yeah. Daddy would try to get me to buy land and invest in land because, you know, back in it wasn't like it is now. Yeah. You could you could buy land. Right. And I never would do it. Mm. I mean, I, sh- I should have done it. I should have listened to him. Mm-hmm. I should have done what he told me to. Yeah, that's you know? the one thing they're not making more of. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like you could probably get land for, what, $1,000, an acre back then? Uh, we was looking at a 80-acre track between Warrior and trifle and uh i think i could have bought the whole hundred and i think it was 88 acres and i could have bought it for like 108 108 dollars no oh that's no he ain't that old shorty <laughs> yeah i'm not that old yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm old but i'm not that old yeah I didn't, know, I didn't know what it was back then ask away sir how many of y'all remember well you're having a greyhound bus stop I do not. Not at I all. I do not, no. Never Does knew that. Any of y'all remember the the walk-in theater in Warrior? No, sir. No. no. Any of y'all remember the pool hall that used to be in Warrior? Yes. No. I remember the arcade. I don't remember no, pool hall. No, I'm talking about a full-blown pool hall. No, no sir. No. Uh, no we're talking about the arcade. It was actually next to Napa, right? Next to Napa, yeah. yeah. Now, this well, one's on up in the Warrior. I don't think it was ever open when I was... actually old enough to remember but i remember the old signs and looking in the window and seeing all the arcades yeah. well uh, i think it was empty but it still had all the graffiti and stuff on the walls and stuff yeah. but, but i don't i don't i don't physically remember it ever being open i never knew there was a pole hall i never knew there was a theater in warrior yeah i didn't know about the theater that's where where was it at right where him and him motors are sitting now yeah yeah, right that there. was a theater that we used to. Well, well it looks like they tore theater. it down and they built M and M motors. I used to work for M and M. Oh, Motors. really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and right across was B and B Supermarket, and right. then right beside B and B Supermarket, there was a uh, Masco's. No, 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 no. Uh, saloon. A oh saloon. wow! An wow. old top saloon swinging doors. Oh, no. That's oh, back in the day. Wow. Was it asphalt roads back then, or was it dirt? It was more gravel than it was anything else. I've mm-hmm. seen some old pictures where it was dirt, and right there where the main red light by the police station is, yeah. it was a, a like a they had a fountain out in the middle of the and the road the dirt road just went all the way around this fountain. Yeah, well, really? well basically be right up under the red light. 
right back up this side of that. Uh, what's the name of that? Uh, wait a minute, that uh, that place where you get your medicine filled out. Yeah, back up this side of that on the left. What mm-hmm. is the name of that drugstore? Dawes's. Yeah, it might be Dawes's. Well, right across the street from Dawes's, on that little alley going up through there, mm-hmm. they was what they called a a red room. Hotel there. Oh, oh. Wow. wow. Well, you can rent by the hour. Well, you could rent by the hour. Oh. No way. No way. So, you take them old whores up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, they was already there. You just had to show oh, up. Oh, you did. Mm, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I they never just, knew any of that. Man, times have changed. I'm <laughs> telling you, man, y'all need to go to the library. <laughs> Damn, where's this place at? <laughs> pull that stuff up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, think that's where I seen it. Somebody shared them on Facebook from the library in Warrior. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of. There's a lot of history in Warrior if they hadn't tore it all down. Right. I mean, yeah. they tore it all down and they just messed it up. Right. You know. Mm. Uh, so the Warrior was just that main strip at that time, then, wasn't it? That was just yeah. Warrior. That was just. That was it. it. That was it. That's why it hasn't progressed any in the last 15, 20, 30 years because they don't, they charge so much in taxes. Nobody wants to come in there and uh, open a business and do anything. And that's yeah. why most of the business that were in there shut down now because they just can't afford it. Yeah. yeah, because they charge they charge so much to, and, uh, to be up here. So Wayne's Package Store, that's why, you know, the Warrior City Limits is right before Wayne's Package Store where the cops can't annex in mm-hmm. because Wayne's Package Store has like a 5 or 6% sales tax on their alcohol and uh, uh, the Fuel Z has like 8 or 9. And so Wayne's can sell a whole lot more alcohol just being at that little edge over, over Warrior where they can't. And that's the whole reason why Cane Creek Fire Department exists is so Warrior can't annex in there and then charge them taxes. Well, I I will bypass Wayne's Package Store every single time. Oh, yeah? Because everything in it is so expensive. Yeah. Shoot, I go to Wayne's all the time, almost, almost every morning. The only wow. thing that, like, is any cheaper than any of it, because I go if I go get my drinks, the Monsters from over there, mm-hmm. it's a dollar and something more, $1.79 more yeah. than what it is at it, it feels easy. Yeah, I mean that's where I get everything I need. The, the Mountain Dews at one time was cheaper. Like you could get two Mountain Dews for like three bucks, and then yeah. it, uh, and then now they went back up to four dollars. I'm I'm strictly convenience. Like I only stop in there because it's convenient. I don't have to go past the interstate to right. get, and then come back to the interstate. I just pull in at Wayne's, get what I need, then get on the interstate and go. I'm I'm feels I I haven't been to Wayne's in so long. Like it just because Phil Z was Phil Z is just I know all the girls in there. You know what I'm saying? Like I go in there, I know all of them. Whenever I yeah, go it's in, in there, hitting on them well. What's uh, up, girl? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> How then, you doing, uh, girl? And then, mm. uh, oh, oh, big boy. I can't remember his name, but yeah, he's, he's all the he's the one's always got the gun on him. Yeah, he's he's there in the morning time. So every time I go in, he's gonna shoot shit with me the whole time I'm there. So yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, he's good old dude. Good old. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Man, dang, I just had a good one. Um, <laughs> Is it about automotive? Uh, oh, Daryl says, I can't stop at Wayne's. Laugh out loud. Ed knows why. Yeah. yeah oh, why. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ain't going to say nothing because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just he just can't stop there. That is a story off air. Ever since the incident, he's not allowed back in there. Yeah, he ain't, you know, I mean. Mm. All I can say is pull your pants up, you know. Um, 
<laughs> shit happens when you party naked. <laughs> That's it, man. It does. There's only so many times Daryl can wake up drunk in the Wayne's parking lot. Well, he come out yelling, hustle till your haters ask if you're hiring. <laughs> <laughs> you watch too much TikTok. I do. I you really do. <laughs> well, you've never been out of the country, have you? Been out of the country. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, when me and your mama took that cruise. Oh, where'd y'all go on a cruise? Uh, well, then, yeah, you've been out the country. St. Cabalucas? Wherever they took me, I just got on the Caribbean. Ship. Was it the Caribbean? <laughs> oh, well. wherever it went. Yeah. Caribbean. Down in the oh, Bay yeah. Hamas? Yeah. yeah, I know I went shark fishing and all that stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, wow. How was that? It was It was really good. Shark fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you catch anything big? Well, see, that. Uh, yeah, I didn't want them in the boat. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking about. Like, one of my little sugar babies that I got, like, going and taking a cruise you know, oh, well, yeah. doing that. You know what I'm saying? With a sugar baby? Yeah, man. I ain't got nobody else. I ain't got no old lady. Okay. Well, all right, yeah. Andrew Tate. Yeah. <laughs> How much you paying her? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> all right. So, what is your uh, uh, most favorite trip you've ever taken? Like, if you could go again and do it again. Over and over and over, where would that be? Okay, you asked on mine and your mama's, I think it was the seventh anniversary trip when we went to the Smokies and it was snowing and icing and all that stuff and we was up by in the Smokies and we just, that was probably the best trip I had. Mm. Yeah. Um, what about you, Richie? Um, mine probably the same because uh, I don't know if you've heard this story or not, but um, me and the wife went on our last uh, – um, uh, man, what was that place we rented? But anyway, there was a cabin up in the mountains that we got, and it was just uh, – it was all private. It was just us. And uh, – as soon as we got there, as soon as we got up there, everybody was warning us about the bears were moving and stuff, you know. Um, uh, come on in, Ed. Yeah, we're not, we're not, you know, live or anything. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> He's struggling over there. Ed done broke the door, y'all. Just typical. Sorry. Sorry for the inconvenience. But we told him you shit your pants. He had to yeah, clean himself. I did. I had to go. You know, you know that all that stuff actually burnt down and stuff. You know, up there in freaking Gatlinburg and all that. You know, caught yeah. on fire and burnt. Uh, well, whenever we actually went back up there, everybody was warning that the bears were moving and stuff because they were all coming back in. You know. Yeah. And we didn't think much about it. I guess it was about nine o'clock our first night there. Uh, the wife was like. What's that noise? What's that noise? And we're looking at, and there was a dang freaking bear up on the front porch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Up close and personal. Up close and personal, looking in the window. Did you try to pet it? No. Brown bear or black bear? Black bear. bear. You should open the door and let it in. But it would not go away. It stayed there until one or two o'clock in the morning. I bet he would have ate right out of your hands. I wasn't going. (laughs) I don't blame you. I wasn't going, you know. Try it. That's mm-hmm. like people, you know, you I know you've been down in Louisiana and they go swimming with alligators. Oh yeah, they're oh, idiots. Yeah. You seen it? Like I seen it. 
I watched a dude when we was going on that little alligator retreat thing where you go watch alligators and they feed them and stuff. And when we went around one of the bins, there's a dude out there bathing in the water. And they was just an eight-foot alligator that they was feeding not 50 yards away. And this dude's over now here bathing that. in the water. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> bathing now. I guess hard for me to get to Smith Lake thinking about what's under there. Oh, I know. Yeah, ain't no doubt of that. I mean, I still will, but it's like difficult. Have you been down there and watched the video at the Alabama Pier down there? No. They no. show you? Oh, yeah, buddy. Like they got a video down there where they got these scuba divers that were big old whale sized catfish, and then all of a sudden uh, you look that you could see the one scuba diver looking off in the in the distance, and that light disappears, and they never found the guy. Oh well, yeah, he got a <clears throat> something does. Yeah, <laughs> what's the uh, what's the scariest thing you've ever had happen to you? Like whether it be an automobile or you know somebody pull a gun on you. What's what scariest things ever happened to you? Okay, me and a buddy of mine was going down 31 Highway and right where the river's rest bill joint is. Mm-hmm. Car pulled out in front of us. Now, 65 wasn't built. It was all 31. Yeah. Car pulled out in front of us. We hit it. The car slapped together. My door come open, and I was sitting in the middle of the highway with traffic coming at me. Oh, shit. Mm. Holy cow. And for the people on the airwaves, that is now T.P. Miller's. Used to <laughs> be know. Taylor's Tavern. Used to be the River Rest. <laughs> It's been a lot of names. Uh, yeah, it used to be scoreboard. Scoreboard, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was back in the day. Yep. Well, I, I just know what it was when I was down there. The River's uh, Rest. I think it used to be a big restaurant, too, didn't it? it just a package store. Yeah. I think it used to be a big, huge restaurant, too. At well, one at one time, at one time, like in the, I heard in the, the, before the river rest, that it was a, a place where Italian restaurant or something is what it used to be. Well, oh, I heard that that like it was a girl geisha, like like girls, something about girls. I I, I remember Gerald's Auto Parts used to be down there. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, Gerald's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I bought a lot of parts from him. Me too. Right, a lot of parts back in the old days. Yeah, that's back when they knew you by name. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff still in that building too. A I lot think, of old car parts stuff still. Really? Yeah. I thought Patty turned it into a house. Um, I think Patty's got it now. Well, the actual store part of it is her house. Right. But all the <clears> old <throat> storage stuff still got a bunch of crap in it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, back, uh, well, I've actually walked through it, and there's like, I mean, brake pads, um, rotors, wow. uh, old distributor caps. Yeah, we need know, to get we need just to get, like your standard. Parts house, yeah. Yeah. We need to go pick through that. (laughs) Yeah, there's a bunch of shocks and stuff in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, but it's all going to be OEM stuff. You know, it's nothing going to be. It's all, yeah, they were a big AC Delco dealer, so it's all AC Delco stuff. General Motors, AC Delco. Standard Uh, motor. Well, I remember, that's where I used to get all my car batteries at. It was old Gerald, because you walk in there and hand him, you know, I mean, 25, 30 bucks, they give you a brand new battery, you know? (laughs) Yeah, back then when batteries are cheap, now you can't get one for less than 150. Yeah. Well. I mean, you can go get you can go get a rebuilt one out of Hueytown, Alabama, for forty five bucks. Did, but <laughs> did you ever go in and uh, go down there when the old blue two was in? The blue two, the blue two over in Summerton. It was it was called the blue two. Remember there Never was heard of there it. was there was uh um blue two was like the bar it burnt down, but it was called the blue two, and it was it was a little bitty 
like almost like the dirt floor up there in uh, uh, in Fultondale, right before you get to Birmingham. I don't Talking think the dirt floor is there on anymore. top of the hill. Yeah, on the left hand side. On the left hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's a little yeah. thing called Blue Two. The concrete pad is still there. Yeah, for it. Like it's at that intersection with those two roads. There's a road on both sides that leads over there to where the uh, old cemetery is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, if right there, you'll see the concrete pad. That was the old Blue Two. I remember my first time. Going in at at that place before it burnt, Dad. Dad took me, and it's the earliest remember remembrance that I have. And I was like four, maybe five years old, something like that. And Dad took me in there and said, "Whatever you do, don't tell your mama I stopped by here." <laughs> <laughs> what, what about what about the beverage can right off the interstate in Warrior? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I remember yeah. the old beverage can. Yeah, I said that's the first time I ever seen an Elvis impersonator was at the Belfry. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that was pretty much the only store there. At yeah. that time, yeah. At the, Where at it's time. now currently McDonald's and Weir, mm-hmm. but it was the beverage can and, when we were kids. And I remember it It now looks totally different than what it used to. Cause they I used remember. to have a big old hole back there in the yeah. back that was like super deep, and then they filled all that in. So. Hmm. I didn't know about the hole. All that dirt that they took over there where the Fields Z and stuff is and that yeah. whole hillside, that's where they moved that dirt to to build. Uh, mm. Yep, sure did. Because all that was supposed to be developed back there in the back and changed into like a shopping mall Potentially a Walmart and all that. And it yeah, never, but there's too much over. taxes. Mm-hmm. Warriors too expensive. Killed it. Yeah, it, and they killed their own selves. They don't even realize that, man. If they would drop their tax rate on what they are, that's why I do. Barbara Chevrolet more, moved out. It would be more. There'd be more uh, people wanting to come in there because you're losing money and you don't even realize. You wonder why you can't afford to fix your streets because of that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just quit charging so much in taxes. Make it to where people want to come in. And then you're gonna you're gonna lose a little bit on taxes, but you're gonna gain so many and more the, businesses coming in. And they finally got now where the police don't harass everybody. They actually got police that'll just only get you whenever you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, before whenever we were going up. I oh mean, yeah. I, I mean, I remember. I mean, I mean, hell, if you was going eight miles over the speed limit, one cop would pull you over, and then five minutes later, there'd be four behind him, mm-hmm. and they'd all come up together. Oh, well, yeah. you remember, I remember when that. you come down that hill right there in Warrior, when you come down that 35, hill, 35 was, was the speed limit. And, and if you busted that speed limit by two mile an hour, they, and they pulled were, you over. They were always sitting where uh, the gas company is or, yeah. or, or, or right, right there at that pull-off road. Watching. Mm-hmm. And now it's 45 you coming down You can't ride the brakes so. and can do 35 I down know, that thing. It's crazy. I'm just glad they fixed a lot of the problems that they had, but they just got to do something with the taxes, <clears> man. Nobody's going to stay, man. I'm surprised Phil Z and all them stayed. You know, that's the reason. Look at Hardy's, man. Well, Phil Z's got a great location. Yeah. I mean, uh, Phil Z, Taco Bell, McDonald's, they have a great location because mm-hmm. 99% of the people are going to go strictly on convenience. Yeah. Whatever's closest. Right there it is. Straight across the road, there it is. Whatever. Right back Because I'm, I'm in the 99%. I, I go for whatever's easiest to get into and whatever's easiest to get out of. Like, if, I, if there's two gas stations and the one on the right is like a dollar or so more than the one on the left, but on the left, I got to pull across traffic. I'm going to go to the one on the right because I just don't want to inconvenience having to pull across traffic and then pull back across to get to where I was going. Really? Well, the one on the right, I can just pull in and pull back out and go right and keep going where I was going. Yeah. Not me, man. I will go where whatever's cheaper. No, I can't. I, I'm going to go strictly for convenience. Dude, my I, my I time is valuable. Look, <laughs> diesel fuel is in is in uh, uh, right there at Fuel Z. I can go get diesel fuel anytime. And it's so rare that I get diesel fuel out there. I got to be empty. <laughs> I will go out of my way, drive to Walmart to get diesel where it's freaking 20 something cents cheaper a gallon. <laughs> you know, but my yeah. truck, 
you know, it takes 50 gallons to fill it up, you know, so. Well, I think they said. Um, we got any Facebook questions? No, not right now. Um, I think back in 2020, they actually did a thing for Exit 282 right there where Wayne's and all that stuff is. And I think they mm-hmm. said it was the second busiest exit in the state. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find that, but but yeah, I think it said that it had more. Uh, I think they said that it had more traffic than the exit. Um, well, that was your in, l- in in downtown Birmingham, right there with the Civic Center. That was your last call for alcohol. If you're heading to Coleman for a long for a time, long time. I used to date a girl that uh, I used to date a girl from Coleman, and her dad would call me and be like, "You coming to get my daughter?" You bring me a case of beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you come in to get her, I want a case of beer. And I was like, yes, sir, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> now, now we know that you grew up in the eras of running uh, um, liquor and stuff. Did you ever do any of that? Like run it across county and, you know. Any county. illegal trafficking? Yeah, I've done a little bit of that. And made a few trips to the Greyhound bus station in North Birmingham. and Yeah. I've done a few of them trips. A few of them trips. You ever have any run-ins with the law? No, I can't say that. <laughs> uh, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> I, I mean, did not. Shorty and I quote got got sent to jail for shooting at a chicken. Didn't even shoot the chicken. He just shot at a chicken. <laughs> I was wondering how long it was going to be before Ed brought that story up. <laughs> uh, uh, well, have you ever been to jail and spent a night in jail? I've never spent a night in jail. Let me. Let well, I can say I've never spent a night, but I got a dumb ass story to tell you about freaking Summerton. <laughs> let me let, let me tell you about whenever the whole chicken incident, and I was, and then we, we'll we'll get on your story. But this is the funniest story I've had happen to me that was come out of a bad situation. So, I shot at the chicken. Right, my uncle uh, Stanley at the time. I heard him. I heard him up there. Goes, yeah, you got it now, you son of a bitch. And then a couple hours later, here's Jerry Fisk County knocking on the door. Mister <laughs> Thomason, you got to come with us. So I didn't know what I was going to jail for. I just knew I had to go to jail. So I went to jail, and they put me they put me in handcuffs, run me through the fingerprints, all that bullshit. I got in the jail cell. Now I'm in this jail cell with seven, eight other people: murderers, car thieves, gangsters, drug dealers. Just cracked out. Some dude had a joint in his sock in the jail cell, and he pulled it out and said, like, "Hey, anybody want to smoke this?" Fuck no, man. We're in jail. And so they all got on this topic where they were discussing what they did to go to jail. This one guy said, "Well, I I, I killed my uh, kid's teacher for giving him a bad grade." Now, this is all true. And then the other guy said, "Well, I was, I was stealing cars for a living." The other guy was like, "I was a drug deal gone bad. I had to shoot this guy." Blah blah. blah. I mean, just some bad dudes in this thing. And it got around to me, and they're like, "Well, what did you do?" And I was like, "I shot a chicken. <laughs> I shot a chicken." <laughs> and they laughed and laughed yeah, and laughed. I had to shoot that chicken. Yeah, they ended up giving me their pudding when we got meal time that day. They gave me. They all gave me their pudding. It's like, because I'm. I mean, I was like the youngest guy so, in the jail cell. So was you? St- did you stay overnight? No, no, I was like, it was like a eight or nine hour day I was there, though. Okay, so, you know, they was fully expecting you <laughs> whenever they gave you that pudding. They was going to oh, yeah. be them four, four guys were going to come coming get back to that for it. same pudding bag. You were going <laughs> to turn you into pudding. Yeah, I got, I got lucky, but I was the first one in the jail cell and the last one out. Yeah. Well, I guess it would be a holding cell, but I don't know, but it was in Jefferson County down in Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Well, it was in, 
I was probably, I think I was probably 22, 23 years old. And this was back whenever they still had checkbooks. You know, they wasn't no debit cards and all that stuff at this mm-hmm. time. Well, the old gas station, uh, I think they used to call it the Slamico. It was the old Amico station right there in Somerton. Right. Um, uh, it was right across from where the actual Little Caesars is. Right across the highway, there was an Amico station there. And everybody used to call it Slamico. Well, I found out why. Me and the wife stopped in there to get gas. And I pumped $5 worth of gas in the car. And this was back whenever gas was 89 cents a gallon. Right. Yeah, that's plenty enough. Yeah. We stopped in. I pumped $5 worth of gas. And then I went in to actually pay with a check. Well, at the register, there was an actual sign that says, we don't take checks for gas or whatever. I didn't know that. That's mm. all. I mean, that's all I had was just a checkbook. You know, I mean, so I told them, I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I actually put $5 in the car. All I got is a check. And she was like, we don't take checks for gas. And I'm like, well, okay, well, what do you want me to do? I mean, I can leave you my license. I can run and go get it, bring it back, all this stuff. And she was just, no gas. And it kind of got me mad. I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pay you. Somehow. Help me help you. Yeah, help me help you. And then it was maybe maybe two or three minutes later, the old big tank tank freaking pulls up in there, and like three other cops pull up in there, and they put me in the back of the car and hauled my ass to jail. Mm. Freaking towed the car, impounded the car, the whole nine yards. And I'm like, Alicia Becker screaming and crying, don't take my baby. No, she went to jail too. Oh. <laughs> She's like, you taking him, you going to take me, you yeah. sons of bitches. <laughs> she is like a firecracker. Oh, yeah. You light that fuse, it's going to explode. Yeah, it's going to explode. So she was like, why is it you can come in here and you can manhandle him and throw him around and all this other stuff? And she said, I know why. And she took her finger and poked his badge and said, it's because that motherfucking badge you got on right there. Oh, that was it. Yep, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they got her for harassment of a cop. They, all they, types of stuff. They were, crooked. he was there, the most crookedest chief of police in, in Alabama, and they never did nothing to that son of a biscuit. Somebody you know, did. Somebody shot his ass. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't. In his house. Walked in his house and shot him. Oh, I, oh wouldn't, wow. I wouldn't doubt it, man, because he was crooked. Man, do you realize, that, like, he made girls. This is the honest God's truth. He made girls to keep from taking them to jail, sleep with him. That is a fact, and I know some of the girls that that happened with. Yeah, I know some of them, too. He was a big old dude. He was a too. big old dude, man. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, he wasn't tall. He was just fat. Yeah, I mean, he was fat. 400 pounds, fat, piece of crap is what he was. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times he's pulled me over. Yeah, we coming home from Bama, you know. None of our cars were legal back then. <laughs> all right, so I'm I'm gonna tell you a little story about what happened when I was in Summerton, right? All right, and there's a guy named Carl Rhodes. I knocked his ass out in Jiffy Check. Knocked him, knocked him out. Cold as wet. Well, uh, he he kept running his mouth, right? Like he was gonna do something. So I was like, all right. I said, I'll catch you. And whenever I do, it's gonna be bad. You know, I'm gonna catch you eventually. And whenever I do, it's gonna be bad. So. Before I knocked him out at Jiffy Check, I called him 
on work release out in Summerton. So I go chasing him on foot. Well, you can't catch a crackhead. No, you can't. So I chased him through through this neighborhood into this into this house. This other dude was like four or 500 pounds, something like that. So I kicked the door in, right? I go running in, and he's locked himself in the back, and this big dude's trying to get up, and he can't get out of the chair. And I was like, man, you just better stay right there, you know? And I'm trying to push that door in where he, he jumps out the back window, and he takes off. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll catch you. I'll catch you. Well, I get over to Jane and Leslie's house, and Tank and two of the cops come up, and they're there, which, you know, I was pretty known in Summerton that, you know, if something's going to happen, they better bring somebody. You know, that was just, just the way it is. So they come up there and it's like, are we going to have any problems? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm here. And it's like, well, they come over there and talk to him. and say, man, you can't be chasing people on work release. I said, well, I'm going to explain to you what happened. So I explained the whole ordeal to them. Let them know, like, hey, you know, he, he tried to hit my sister with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, I think it was Leslie that he chased and tried to hit her with a baseball bat. And I was, I was like, I'm going to catch him. And whenever I do, it's going to be bad. So I caught him at Jiff Check, knocked him cold as a wedge. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what happens, you know. Mm. But they did. They tried to they tried to take me to jail. And I was like, but, but let me tell you what's about to happen. I said, there's going to be three of y'all, and it's going to be a tough battle to get me in that car. So I'm going to let y'all know. And this was back when I was young, dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, just didn't care. You know, I just I'd fight a cop; it wouldn't bother me. You know, but I luckily, knock on wood, I never went to jail. Never, never, never spent a night in jail. Went to jail one time. But how has it? I've been to jail twice, and you're you're so much of a worse kid than I ever was, and you ain't never went to jail. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I thought one time the old uh, you remember oh um, oh he was a he was a Walker County police cop at this time, and I can't remember his name, but. Like he, uh, I can't remember his name, what it what it was, but he he was notorious about going and taking everybody's beer, right? So me and Chip, uh, Chip uh, uh, Charles Chip. Dickinson, uh, but everybody called him Chip at this time, and and we was riding around, and he was going to take our beer, and I told him, I said, man, you ain't taking my beer, so there ain't no way. I said I got it, which I was like eighteen, nineteen at the time. He said, man, you can't have it. I said, well, by God, you ain't a taking it. And and I was and I grabbed my beer and pulled it back away from him. And that time he, you know, he pulled out his gun. I thought he was gonna shoot me. I really did, cause like I was dumb. You know, I just wasn't aware of the crap that they could do and get away with at that time. Mm. You know, and uh, uh, he pointed that gun at me, so I dropped the beer. <laughs> I let it go. <laughs> I said, then. And I was like, it. all right, you can have it. <laughs> all right, you've convinced me. <laughs> all right, so. You talking about that kind of reminded me of a story that he probably doesn't know. Oh, here we go. About whenever me and you was running around. Are we finally getting into the nitty-gritty yeah. that I've, I've been asking about? What was the old man's name that lived in that house? In oh, house? yeah. I can't remember his name, but he had the nastiest taste in beer. When well, we were so young. Paul's beer. Paul's It's Paul's called Blue. Paul's beer. My God, it was so nasty. But, I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, I can't remember his name neither, but. Uh, me and you and man, who was it? There was a group of us used to always go over there, and I was probably fourteen years old. You didn't have no clue. Yeah, you had no no idea. Yeah, Richie Richie was making stuff. Look, look at it though. He's like, oh, I'm about to hear some shit. <laughs> He's about to learn something. Richie would meet us down the road, and we'd be. I'd be like, hey man, you ready to go? Let's go here. We we'll go get some beer. And we we go over here, and this old man would buy get us beer. He'd I mean, it was like $4 for a case of beer, and he'd have two or three cases, and it was the nastiest taste of beer. That's about the way Keystone is right now. But, like, you know, at, like, I don't remember how old I was. How old are you now? 
42. 42. 42. So I was four years older than you. So I was like, you know, 18, 19, 17, somewhere up in there at that time. And, uh, you know, God, I might have was some nasty beer. I still remember that. It I was up there. Uh, I think his house was like whenever you got on county line, it was up there on the right, wasn't it? Up if in you, the woods, like. If you take that first road to the right, whenever you get on county line, that first road yeah. to the right, and you go down there about 100 yards, and it was on the left. Up on the left side. On the left. But you had to turn down the road to the right, and then it okay. was the first one on the left. Yeah, it was like the I remember that. I have no idea where your guys are talking about. <laughs> okay. you know. And I think the, half of the house was missing or something, wasn't right. it? Right. You know where the church is, right? I don't know where County Line's at. I'll be County honest Line Road, right over here. Chief uh, Check, where you turn right, and you go out there, and you turn Oh, right okay, okay. Yeah. Right I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we always went by his house whenever we were uh, driving for driver's ed. Mm-hmm. And he always had uh, he always had a bunch of antiques and stuff out in his yard. Yeah, right. yeah, That's yeah. Because yeah, uh, our driver's ed teacher would take us over there and just let us look around at his house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, those were some uh, some good old days. I remember whenever I was like eighteen, and tried to go in and buy some beer from Ray Gilbert, and Gilbert would not sell me beer. He just wouldn't do it. I see. He sold me beer. Sell me beer. But Buck. Buck would sell me beer all day long. Didn't matter. I bought Gilbert sold drink. me beer, but he knew I wasn't drinking it. He just he even knew it was for Ron. Yeah. <laughs> I bought beer, cigarettes, all type of stuff. My old Ray Gilbert when I was like 15 years old. Shoot, yeah. He wasn't me, man. He wouldn't sell me nothing. I guess he knew I was going <laughs> <laughs> to I mean, every single time I'd walk, he'd go, hey, bitch. That's what I was saying. Hey, bitch. And that pinch that he done on your shoulder, man. Oh, I know. That hurt so bad. Body, man. R.I.P. Ray Gilbert. I, I remember he... Beat the living piss out of somebody in that store one day for stealing sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because I was in there and stuff. And, you know, I mean, everything was a different price every time you went in there. Right. You know, I mean, you get a candy bar and a coat, he's like, I'll give me a dollar. Or, yeah. hey, give me a dollar 25. Yeah. You know. Mm. And he had those big old buckets of change behind it there where it was at. I mean, like mm-hmm. a five gallon bucket full of quarters. And there's always quarters laid on the floor and all that shit. Change everywhere. He didn't care. But I was in there one day. And there was this man walked around the store, and uh, he was like, just stay out of the way. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, just stay out of the way. I said, okay. And was in there talking and stuff, and then that, uh, he walked out the door. And he said, I'll be right back. So I was right there behind him. I followed him. He beat the piss out of him right there in the parking lot. Remember when he? Uh, over some $2 pair of sunglasses. Beat the hell out of him, and then took the sunglasses and told him not to ever come back. Remember Ray's clucking chicken? Mm. Oh yeah, the, the, the pressure cooked chicken, pressure cooked potato wedges. Oh my right. god, they were so good. Um, uh, I think my mama used to work there, didn't she? I think she worked there for a little bit. Yeah, she worked there for a little while. I think uh, our aunt worked there. Gina didn't Gina yeah, work there? Nina yeah, worked there for a little. Man, bit. potato wedges that and uh, so uh, oh, chicken sandwiches. The freaking the movie rental place where it had like the regular movies on the front, but the good <laughs> movies <laughs> were on the, the back. back. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. adult movies. <laughs> Yeah, I remember old Ray Gilbert. Yeah, me and Bo went in there one day. And, you know, that was Bo when Bo figured out how to fake a fart noise. Yeah, yeah and, and Bo finally perfected it, and he went into Ray Gilbert's, and he was making that fart noise. And <laughs> Ray was like, hey, bitch, quit shitting over. <laughs> <laughs> but now, if it was somebody that walked in the store that he didn't know, he'd charge them an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. Because I remember they was... This, um, I think there was about, uh, I think there was uh, two or three Mexicans that walked in there. 
And I think he charged them like $20 for a case of beer or something back then. And right. it was like whenever, you know, I mean, a case of beer was 4 or $5 back then. But he'd say $20 a case. For it's him. probably Pap's Blue Ribbon. No, nah, it was crazy. I was like, but he didn't care. I mean, he had no sense of anything. He didn't. I mean, he did what he wanted to do. Oh, yeah. He had a pretty fast car, too. He had a uh, red Nova. I remember he come by the house and did a yeah. burnout and about lost it right there at uh, Denny's house. And that red Camaro, too. He had a red Camaro in 91. Yeah. I remember it was a big tire Nova was what he come by the house and he spun like from where Granny's house used to be to past Lynn's house. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, Lee, that dude was bad, and it didn't make a whole lot of noise. He like his he like he liked his stuff quiet. Yeah, man, it was fast. I always tried to get him out there on the road when I had that old Mustang back then. Yeah, I always tried to get him out on the road. He but he's he was always working. I know seven days a week, six seven days a week. He's always there from open to close. He was there. Every day. I never seen anybody behind that register besides him. Oh, he was the only one that I remember. I don't remember his dad. I mean, that would probably be in your era whether whether his I heard his dad run it, but I don't remember. I was too uh, little, I guess. I don't remember his dad being there. I seen his mom work it like two days. Two yeah. two times I seen and that's whenever he had to go get surgery on his foot. But I remember I was probably ten, eleven years old. You used to send me in there to get your cigarettes all the time. I'd be like nine or ten years old. They said, "Go in there and get my two packs of cigarettes." Yeah, well, <laughs> back right. in those days, you could. That's, yeah. the, that's what it was right. it wasn't that big of a deal. That's what mom did with us. Mom's yeah. like, "Go get me a pack of cigarettes." So we had to go in there and get it. Yeah, and and I remember whenever mom did that with me, it was like she, Ray would look out the window and be like, "Okay, your mom's here." <laughs> you know, well, get Ray probably did that with me. I just didn't pay attention. Yeah. Well, um, I, I don't know if he ever did it to me neither, but I just go in there and get what I wanted anyway. Yeah. But I think it's because he probably knew mom and daddy, and he probably knew. Yeah, and every time I got, hey, bitch, you ain't smoking these, are you? Yeah. No, Ray, no, I'm not. I'm not smoking this. <laughs> so back in y'all's days, Charles, whenever y'all were hanging out, like the group of y'all's, did y'all drag race and do that kind of stuff uh, back in those days as kids? And if you did, where did y'all go and race? We done a lot of it in in Roebuck. In Roebuck, we go to down to. Roebuck and do it. Roebuck Parkway it was probably yeah. something different back then, but yeah, it was a whole lot different than it is now. Yeah, they was a lot prettier girls down there, so mm. <laughs> we went. They was a whole lot looser than they was up. In the- <laughs> 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 Am I wild loose women? We'll edit that out. <laughs> Hit the bleep button. <laughs> but it was a. That's where I hung out a lot. Have does any of y'all remember the brick phone? The brick phone? Is it a yeah. business or no? no. You talking was, about an actual phone? It was an actual phone, and it was like a cell phone, but it was as big as a brick. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Well, I don't remember them, but I've seen them, and uh, yeah, you know, I've seen them before. One of my first phones I got as a as a uh, foreman whenever I turned twenty years old was one of those. It had a little bitty flip on the bottom, but an antenna that was this long, and the phone was like that. Yeah. Well, the first the first mobile phone I seen. Was sitting in a Cadillac, and it looked like a regular phone. You picked it up and dialed it just like a regular phone. Uh, Mama said, I heard that. <laughs> Mama said, <"You> know <laughs> Mama's on there listening. She said, I heard that. I heard, I heard that. that. <laughs> What'd she hear? Uh, I think you're talking about them loose women. Oh, the loose <laughs> oh, women. I got my loose woman. I don't need them. Oh. 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 We need to edit that out. Yeah. Yeah, edit that <laughs> out. Hit the bleep button. Hit the bleep button. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, things has changed so bad from my teenage years to now. Mm-hmm. It's 
It's unreal. That's right. the way it is for us. I mean, when yeah. we was, you know, when we, young, we, I mean, I mean, there's no way you could do stuff now that you could back then. Cause, I mean, there's, you know, there's internet and all that stuff for them to get into now. Yeah, know? I remember whenever they come, first come out with the very first Nintendo. Remember, we had to we had to bring everybody we knew to that church to get it. Mm-hmm. It was a Baptist Tabernacle up it's in Garden. It was between me and another guy. To get it, and luckily the other guy already had one and didn't want it, right? No, no. As uh, actually, Daryl, uh, Daryl and him could leave at the same time. I was a year older, so I couldn't leave. Yeah. But Daryl and him could leave at the same time, so Daryl beat him to the line where it was. So Daryl was up front, and I just gave Daryl the money and let Daryl buy. Yeah, the but yeah. you know that back then that's we had three channels, and and I remember when we first got the Nintendo and. And now, Jesus Christ, that all the stuff you can do. Aluminum foil on the antenna. Yeah. Uh, you ever did yeah, that? Back to, well, well, we president had to antenna on, outside. Yeah. You know, yep. and uh, you'd have to turn it to get. And if the president came on, shit, that was that it. That was it. That was all you was watching. Yeah. Well, I remember the old house trailer that, I, I mean, I was I was probably two, three, four years old. You know, the old house trailer that was sitting there. Yeah, the single white. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Uh, it was pretty small, wasn't it? It was a 14 by 70. Oh, well, it's Whew. actually bigger than I thought it was, but I remember there was an antenna on that thing. We'd always, they go, go turn the antenna, boy. Yeah. You know? Whenever we would Wait, go. Wait, go back. Go back. <laughs> Whenever uh, we, w- we would go to Ron's mom's house, our grandmother's, and um, we would, because uh, she had cable back then, you know, when cable first came out, and she had this huge antenna that at the time, it felt like it was as big as this room. It's a huge, big, round antenna. We'd have to go turn it to get reception to get the cable channels. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought, I thought the coolest thing ever was ever uh, was there was when uh, Nanny and Papa got that big old antenna right there where a storm pit is. That big old huge satellite, big old huge metal mesh mm-hmm. freaking satellite. Had a yeah, that's the arm that stuck out, turned out. That thing would turn whenever you change the channel. It would automatically turn. I thought, I thought that was the coolest thing ever when I was a kid. Man, damn technology, where's it going? <laughs> yeah, like you know. I thought that I mean, was the coolest thing ever. And remember, we had a guy on. Uh, we had a young kid on on the show. Uh, I don't know, four or five shows ago, you know. And, and he he doesn't, you know, he doesn't understand a bunch of stuff that you know we went through when we were kids. Like we was asking him, have you ever seen a beeper? And he's like, I've seen one. I don't think I've ever had one. You remember beepers? Oh, yeah. everybody had a. Beeper. I remember I stole Ed's beeper and took it to school with me one day. <laughs> Probably don't know that. So. I, I, well, no, I didn't know that. But I, <laughs> I wanted to be cool, and I wanted to have a beeper, so I stole Ed's beeper, and I took it to school with me. And I remember you could hit a button on it, and it would make the noise, and I was in lunch. I was in lunch, and I hit the button, and I made the noise, and four or five people started digging in their pockets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to have to wear mine under my hat right here. Because mm-hmm. the machines I was running, you couldn't hear it, but that thing would vibrate, and you'd know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. And and then we 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 developed as whenever we was kids, whenever the beepers first come out, we had developed the codes that we would send numbers mm-hmm. on the beeper that correlated on the numbers on the phone, and you had to decipher what those numbers oh, yeah. in I the letters. Oh yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah, I remember to, doing to that. what the message was that they were sending. I remember you know? that. Yep, you had to look at the phone because it was like freaking uh, uh, A B and C would be two, D E F would be three, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yep, I remember yep. that. Yeah, 
and you would decipher that that code to try to figure out what message that they were they were sending to you. That and the old slap bracelets was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, back in the yeah the slap bracelet. Yep, the most slap bracelets. And the uh, Michael Jackson zipper jacket. Yep. Yes, I remember that. And MC yeah. Hammer pants. Ed had the old MC parachute Hammer pants. pants. The old parachute I th- pants. I thought it was just the coolest. Oh, it was. Back, <laughs> it was. Back in those days. The old parachute pants. I was pants. such a dork. <laughs> I remember whenever I went into Job Corps and I got out of Job Corps and I thought I was a thug. I mean, I did. Like, I had cornrows in my head and I come out with baggy clothes. Talk and, different. You know, talk different. Even my dad was like, Boy, you don't, you don't sound the same. You don't sound country no more. I was like, well, you know. I mean, what's up, pops? Yeah. <laughs> knock yo, 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 mom. Knock that city folk right out of you, boy. It didn't take me long to address my my uh, way of thinking around dad. That was for sure. <laughs> did now growing up? Did did uh, uh, did Richie ever do anything as far as like in your era versus his that you was just like, God Almighty, what is? What is up with this kid? Like whether it be how he dressed, how he acted, or the things that he done that you was just like, God Almighty boy. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got teenagers in my house now and they're all like their terminology that they speak I don't understand. And um I can't remember the phrase that Addison, somebody had taught Addison a phrase and I can't remember the phrase, but it bugged the shit out of me for the longest. Cause I'm like, who taught her this? Stop, stop saying that. I don't know what you're saying. You know, and it was just some acronym that they used. I could never figure out. Oh, they've, they've got like, they're, they're like us. Hiding it's their own stuff. language now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, but like us hiding stuff, for WTF. example, for us hiding stuff back in the days, you know, it was relatively simple, and our parents never really caught us much. It was easy to hide. Well, now I have to think outside the box. Like, okay, if I was a teenager, what would I be doing? Because they're going to hide it on whether it be some little chat on Discord or or something to do with Snapchat. They got so much they can hide that too. they can hide from oh, yeah. you. That's unreal. And so many different ways of doing it. That that's un uncanny and then they got their own language through texas with this with just letters oh yeah just random letters tgif you know i know what that is (laughs) yeah to us it's thank goodness it's friday but to them it's that's the only way i know that acronym is because every friday (laughs) turn on tv it'd be tgif Mm -hmm. it'd it'd be full house you know all them shows would come on yeah then they made a restaurant out of it if somebody sends me something in a text message, I don't know. I, I go Lily like, do you want to? Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know. I'm X, I, Y, K, Y, K. Yeah, if you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had somebody send me that one the other day, and I was thinking, what the hell Yeah, I have to mean? sit and look at it and think yeah, about I, it. And I, that's what I was doing. I was like. you know, Like Ed used to have a, a thing on his patch. It was, DJ, it was, do I look like I give a. Dillagaff. Yeah, Dillagaff. Yeah. And it it took me a while to figure out what that was because I'm like, I finally was, Ed, what what is that? What is it saying? Oh, it's do I look like I give it? Oh, okay. Well, now it makes sense. Yeah. Right. That was back when it was a gangster. Yeah. I don't Uh, know. I was retarded. uh, Tim, it's just uh, all of us guys together just actually talking. Who's Um, Tim who? uh, Tim Brakefield was asking me. Uh, you know, I mean, what the podcast is and what it's for. I just said oh. it's just us. You know, I'm sitting around talking. 
you know. Yeah, we don't have any particular topics. We just bring yeah, people man. on and chat. That's all we're, we do. We're just waiting until we grow it to where enough people or keep interacting with us on Facebook or whatever, and mm-hmm. we can, you know, start answering questions that they have there or whatever, you know. So what's your biggest pet peeve? What is something that somebody does that just you just can't stand it? It just, why do they do that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, I, for example, mine is whenever somebody says, I could care less. Could you, though? <laughs> so, so you're saying you do care some? You know, mm. it's I couldn't care less. Yeah. You know, but if you could care less, then that means you have some care in, involved in it. Yeah. You that know, makes so sense. So that's what, you know, I mean, that's my pet peeve. You got to stop using that logic, brother. Or ir- irregardless. Uh, oh, my Lord. Mine is, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> mm. I mean, every time something happens on the job side, at work, nobody takes blame. Nobody done it. it I might have to agree with him on that one. That's my biggest one, as I didn't do it. When you got teenagers living in the house, every time something happens, oh, I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, you were right. You were right there. Even if you got them on camera, you got them dead, dead to rights. You know, I didn't do it. Yes, you did. Are I you saw sure you. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. Yeah, I That's watched not me. You. I watched you with my own eyes do it, and then they just stare at you and just wait on you to forget about it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to forget. I'm right here. Well, that was like whenever uh, Colin shot the light out of my shop. Oh, he yeah. Swore him do down, it. he didn't do it. Didn't do it. He only won with a BB gun. <laughs> swore him down, he didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then the te- the headlights in the old pickup truck out there was busted out. I didn't do it. Oh, <laughs> I chewed his ass so bad. Yeah. Nah, it was, I mean, kids going to be kids. I was a kid once, too. Yeah, but uh, you know you got to respect somebody else's property. It'd be different yeah. if you broke some of my shit. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, I think he learned his lesson. Like he had to work for me for a few days. To yeah, kind of. Yeah, because he that, he didn't have no choice. He's gonna do what the hell I told him to do. Right. <laughs> but you know, kids are gonna be kids. We like as whenever we were younger. You know, they didn't really give us the breaks that they. Uh, man, we got our no. tore up. And I remember whenever Stanley, me and Randall was fighting. Stanley tied <laughs> me and Randall to a tree. Like this, and and he was like, "Well, y'all want to fight? Fight it out. That's what y'all gonna do." So he tied my hand to his hand around this tree, and we would have to pull each other into the tree, you know. And and for hours, you know, he made us do that. And that's when that's when Ron lost his shit on him, wasn't it? Well, that wasn't the, no. Where he lost his shit was down there at the river. Whenever yeah, made that, when he Randall, made y'all fight each other. When he made us fight in the river, Dad lost his shit. Chased Stanley all over that hillside. Stanley was hiding in the woods for hours. That's when we figured out Stanley was a big bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, at that time, we knew, because I was always scared of him. He's always a real big guy. And I yeah. Was like, he always instilled a lot of fear in us with intimidation. Yeah. But and whenever Ron chased him around, because Ron was always calm and cool and collective unless you pissed him off. And then when you pissed him off, he was he was a, a totally different person. And um, so we we thought, you know, Ron Ron's really not a, a fighter. And then when Stanley did that, and Ron chased him around, we we knew real quick like that Stanley was a bitch. Like right. he he wasn't nothing to be scared of. When my sister knocked him out, I was eighteen years old. When my sister knocked him over the over the uh, O rail at my house, where where I had my little where you know I had the room built on to mm-hmm. your house right there. It was just a porch at this time. It was just a, we had an eave that hung over and it was open. It was the shop at that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that was where we worked on everything, exactly. And then uh uh built many a transmissions Be- right there. Becky yep. hit him. Bap and he went over that guardrail and landed on the ground <clears throat> like that and I was like Pfft. 
if my sister can do this to this girl, I'll never be scared. I've seen I seen Mama whoop his ass. I seen Becky whoop his ass. Right. I seen Dwayne whoop his ass. And then I never never did see Ron whoop his ass, but I know Ron could have oh, if he'd ever got a hold of him. Dad chased him a couple different times. I remember Ron standing out in the middle of the road just begging him. Get out begging here. him get to out come here. outside. Yeah, the same with you. Yeah. You know, he would he you come out in the middle of the road begging him, come on out here, get you some of this. Yeah. Never would come out. Well, that day that I had to tell Randall and Jason that their mama died and Stanley was yelling and screaming at Jason and Randall because their mama just passed away. You know, they're they're crying and he's telling them, Boys, this life, y'all just suck it up. Yeah. And boy, it flew all in me, man. I, I caught him everything under the and then he pulled out his gun on me. I said, all right, you better make sure that I'm dead before I get to my house. And and Daryl and Tom had to tackle me in my uh, coming out the house and take the thirty thirty out of my hand because I was going to kill him. He was dead. You yeah, know, was just, this, he did this to us our whole lives. Like yeah. we didn't have parties or something in my house at our house, and he would always do something to embarrass. He'd get up there and be like, "You sons of bitches!" And he just yelled down at our house, shoot guns over our heads. I can't tell how many times we've had uh, bullets fly over us and into the woods behind us. With him shooting at us and stuff. He was just ornery, man. He was just like so – he wasn't a nice person at all, you know. I mean, and it just, you know, it, it, there's only so much you can take, you know. I mean, we dealt with this our whole lives growing up. We had to deal with him, you know, and, and – Selling we, drugs out of his house. We'd, we'd have video on video, like people coming in, people going out 15, 20, 30 times a day, and then we'd take it all to the cops, and they wouldn't do nothing about it. The judge and the judge, whenever we went and seen in front of Judge Cahill in downtown, whenever we went in Jefferson County, we went down there. They threw our court out of out of uh uh threw it out because Jason had a set of earrings in. And that was the guy that put me in jail, by the way, for shooting a chicken. It was the same guy. <laughs> judge Cahill <laughs> threw it out, used his own stuff, threw it out of out of court because and his exact words was, I don't trust nothing that somebody comes in here wearing an earring in their ear. Hmm. So well, he was we the, had evidence like videos and everything showing them and he threw it out. He that's that's like, how that's how come we lost that case whenever I, I shot at the chicken. Mm-hmm. Stanley told him I cut a head off of a, a horse and killed all of his prize winning quail and all that. We had mountains of evidence against him. Stanley had no evidence, zero evidence. He even said on trial, you know, hey, uh, the quail sometimes kill themselves, and sometimes the when they kill when they kill each other, the holes look like BB holes. And they said, did Stanley, did you find any BBs? No, I didn't find any BBs. Stanley, did you see him shoot him? No, I didn't see him shoot him. You have any evidence to prove anything? No, I don't. But I still lost because I had long hair. Mm-hmm. Wow. The the judgment versus now versus then was just uncanny. So we could you couldn't get a fair trial back then because they only agreed with the older, you know, people at those times. They thought that you were just young punk kids, and they just didn't care. They didn't realize the torment that this man put us through. And yes, everybody out on the interwebs, there was one point in time where I had hair. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Unfortunately, mine was a fro. So we've been on about an hour twenty-two. How much longer are we gonna go with it? Ah, I mean, I mean, it don't mind me. I have a couple more. I was yeah, let's go to, with it. If there's one, if uh, let's see, if there's one person that you could sit down and have coffee with, it be historical figure or just anybody. Who would that person be? Hmm. 
Just anybody you can think of, just to sit down and have a cup of coffee and just chat with. Who would that be? Past, present, or future. Future? Yeah. How are we supposed to know who's around in the future? Man, you know somebody's always going to be in some position in the future. <laughs> I'd like to speak to the future president or yeah, the future uh, future lottery draw number drawer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what was them numbers you picked? <laughs> I need to know that. If I could sit down and talk to anybody, this has been a thing of mine. I'd like to talk, sit down and talk to Ray Abraham. Ray Abraham? Yeah. He was the actual crew chief for uh, Jeff Gordon, wasn't he? Is he still around? I I got out of racing. I yeah, don't, I don't. I, that I don't follow stuff NASCAR now. Anymore. Is it's it's not racing. Really. It, it, it's no, it not is racing. Uh, well, to me, it's kind of turned into actually watching wrestling. You know, it's drafting is all it is. Yeah, it's, it's not. There's no there's no talent to it. Yeah, they, and all the cars is built exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, there's matter. there's no skill, there's no talent to whoever whoever can get the win to work with them the most. That was yeah. it. Well, I mean, I f- I feel almost the same way. Like whenever you're doing when you're doing round tracking, is they they make it to where you can only do this or this, and all the cars kind of have to be built the exact same way. And they can't if somebody's leading that pack and they found a way to get by it, or they're sneaking past something. You know, they can't do that in NASCAR. It's not as easily as it is at, like, a round track or something. They're sneaking in a, an oversized piston or some head work that, you know, wasn't supposed to be done that's done or a little bigger carburetor than what's supposed to be or something, you know, that's giving them the edge on power and they're leading the pack. You know, well, then they'll make them tear it down and then, you know, that. But yeah. Well, I think now it's every single engine that actually comes out has to be inspected by a NASCAR official as it's being built, right? Now, see, like I said, I don't. And like don't, every no, single car goes into this room and there's lasers that shoot it yep. all over top of the car and up under yep. it and around it and stuff. Everything's got to be dead nuts. Yep. Everything's got to be the same on every one of them cars. Wow. Yeah, they used to, when they first started this, they had a claw that sat down on top of the car. And if uh, one thousandth filler gauge was go under it, you had to take that car back and redo it. I was uh, watching the. I was listening to Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast, and he was talking about they used to their their cars would be drastically underweight, really, really light, and they would fill the frame up with BBs. Yeah, and then they had a little like little lever you'd pull up whenever they went when they drove across the scale. Yeah. it would weigh right. Yeah, and then when they pull off the scale and got going down, they would pull that lever up and let the BBs out, and then the car <laughs> would be car would be twenty thirty pounds lighter. Yeah, but now they weigh them before and after. Yeah, <laughs> and now they. You know, back then, they had weighed them before. And then, this is back when I liked it. Mm-hmm. They had weighed them before. And then, the only thing they would check when they come back in was the tail fin. Yep. Make sure it yep. didn't get laid down. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah, I think they'd set this little freaking thing over top of the whole car, and the whole car had to match that shape, right? Yep. Yeah. That was a claw. And, I mean, they was – the reason why I like Ray – so much is he never broke the rules, but he bent the steer out of them a bunch. Right. Mm. And he would even, I've heard stuff about it and read stuff about it that whenever he was coming up, they couldn't run blue me intakes. Right. So he got GM because GM was his guy. Yeah. They built him an intake like he wanted out of aluminum. Right. He took it. Got ready to put it on the car, painted it, 
went over to the grinder, got a bunch of metal shavings, threw it on top of it, put another coat of paint on it, throw a little bit more metal on top of it, and when they stuck the magnet to it, it stick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got you to work with what you're working with. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, I yeah. I heard one that I, uh, I, I, and this has been years ago that I, that a guy was telling a story somewhere, I just can't remember it was, where they had a restriction on, like, head gaskets, right? Like, this yeah. head gasket had to be, whether it was 40,000s or whatever that, that deal was on the head gaskets, right? So what they did was that they were the head itself uh, uh, would, would sit down in there. They would actually trim the head. They shimmed the gasket somehow shimmed the gasket to where the outside edge of this thing was at 40 thousandths, but the inside where the combustion chamber was went down to like 30. So it made it like 10 thousandths difference. And I don't exactly know how that played out, but I remember a guy saying something about that. This was years ago, like how they made the compression chains, but when they pulled it off, it still was a 40 thousand head gaskets when they, when they run the number. Mm, on yeah, the I didn't hear that used, one. The way we used to do it, we'd just, Machine the block down to zero clearance in the top of the pistons, and then turn the heads over and cut them about thirty thousandths and put them on there. And you put whatever set of head gaskets you want to on it, mm-hmm. and you'd have to put a forty thousandths to get the valves to clear the pistons. Mm-hmm. You'd mm-hmm. have to put that head of that big of a head gasket, right? Because the pistons on a regular car come up within about twenty five thousandths of the top of the block. Right. Well, that twenty five thousandths would be gone. Right. It would it would literally come up flush with the top of the piston, with the top of the block. Mm. And then you take the head and turn it over, machine it down. Well, you had like 140 cc heads. You machined it down, you'd have 80 cc heads. Mm. I bet you couldn't run 89 in that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the way we made horsepower. Right. We made horsepower that way instead of these – Blowers and these, this uh, Nagasaki noise makers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I call twin turbskis. I call them teed off bumblebees when they come by me. Right. Well, yeah. uh, I think a lot of stuff has changed over the years now because you know, I mean, y'all didn't have a whole lot of performance stuff back then, did you? No. Like, I mean, you couldn't like, I mean, get online and order something out of a magazine, have it at your door, you know? No. Yeah, you had, to, had make to go it. to auto parts store. If they did, it was at Finger Hut, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Finger yeah. Hut. Finger Hut. Yeah. Got a whole bunch of CDs from Finger Hut. Never did pay that bill. Yeah. yeah. Never did. That, never did. That, uh, I think it was uh, eight or ten CDs for a penny. Yeah, never yeah. never paid that bill. Yeah. That's I, why they went know. under. <laughs> Nobody yeah. ever paid the bill. I mean, you bill. know, and they never come asking for it either. That was the crazy yeah. thing. And I did it like four or five times. Yeah. You know, all yeah. in the same year. And they just keep sending them. But like, all right. <laughs> you know, right. I'm 16 years old. You're going to send me something and charge me for it? Go right on ahead, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's going to work out well for yeah, you. That's yeah, going to work out that. great. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I well, think like you. Back. Uh, oh, go ahead. I think you told me a story one time about, uh, I think there was a motor knocking or something, and you cut up an aluminum can and made a bearing out of it or something. Didn't you tell me something, something like that one time? It was a leather belt. It had babbit rod engine. It was a babbit rod engine. It didn't right. have rod bearings in it. Right. And the way you done them old cars, we're talking about like in the forties, forty fives, you know, back in the nineteen forties, the engines was put together and where the rod went around the crank, it was made out of babbit. 
Yeah. So you'd be driving it down the road. It'd go to knocking. You'd just pull over on the side of the road, drop the oil pan off of it, take the boats out of it, pull a couple of shims out of it, and tighten it back up and go on about your rat right kick. The huh. knock would go away. Mm. So there was an old guy had one that uh, it had done egg-shaped the rod to the point, and he had no more shims left in it. Yeah. So I took my belt off, measured around the crankshaft, cut it, put it in between the two babbit, between the top and the bottom of the rod, torqued it up, put it back together. Last time I seen it, it was going down the highway. Wow. Mm. Huh. You that can't was, do that. You can't do that with these new cars. I know. Uh, that was a, if I remember right, it was a 43 Chevrolet truck. Golly. Wow. Well, I imagine back then on those motors, they wouldn't turn in six, 7,000 RPMs. No. There, yeah, they, so. they wouldn't. They well, back, have no compression, no horsepower, yeah. you know. Back then, they gave you instructions on how to run the valves on the cars when you bought them. Now they tell you not to drink the contents of the battery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. a lot of a lot of things changed. Yeah. But now I think I think it was something that you told me about aluminum can one time. You cut up aluminum can and made a bearing for like a dump truck or something. Uh, I remember taking aluminum cans and making the exhaust muffler clamps out of them. Yeah, uh, we've all, we've all done that. I could have <laughs> swore it was you that told me a story about. No dump truck or something that was knocking. Had a rod bearing bad, and you, and you cut up old Mountain Dew can. Oh, that was a three eighteen Detroit. Okay, see there yeah. it is. I knew I wasn't going crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was a three eighteen Detroit, and it wasn't the bearing; it was the thrust bearing. Right. Okay. On mm. it, and the thrust bearing kept spinning and spinning and spinning. So I took me a, I think it was a Mountain Dew can aluminum out do can and sat down and cut it and rolled it up till I got it the right thickness to go around that around the bearing in the back of the thing the mm-hmm. thrust bearing I got it the right size and then I took the other thrust bearing and put up on the bottom of it and I put the cap and everything on it and torqued it down then I turned the chills sideways and I hit the bottom of the crank to lock it in place where it would stay there mm-hmm and it come from Montgomery back to Birmingham. I don't want to brag or anything, but I bent an aluminum can around my back of my bicycle tire. Made yeah. a badass <laughs> motorcycle noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to brag. Not man. to say I'm outdoing you or anything. I just yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, we used to take cardboard boxes and clothespins. Yeah. Put them on a bicycle wheel. <laughs> I, 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 so his last two questions are going to be way off the subject. Uh-oh. If there was one meal that you had to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm. That's all you could have the rest of your life, as long as you live. What's what's the only thing you could eat? I have no idea. Go juicy steak. What's your favorite meal? It'd have to be your favorite meal, would it? I don't think so. Yeah. My favorite meal is my wife's fried chicken, fried taters. And butter beans and cornbread. Oh, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's, that's the reason why I look like this. I just, I, just yeah. some, I just had some butter beans and cornbread the other day. Golly. So uh, man, I love some butter beans and cornbread. Hey, man, you crumble yeah, up man. the cornbread and pour the butter beans and shit on top. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Put you yeah. up an onion, throw a little bit of onion in there. Yeah. Are you one of them uh, uh, old butter beans and mayonnaise? No. Type of person? No. Are you, Ed? Mm-mm. I'm not. Are you? 
Never, you never even now. heard. Never even heard of that till just now. Yeah. Oh, mayonnaise in, in butter beans. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm gonna try it. Don't knock I'm, it till you. Try I, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna try it. Don't knock it till you try it. Now, what do you milk. do? Like, if you got a bowl of butter beans, put like a teaspoon in it, or how yeah, much? What, what's the ratio one. here? It's just whatever you like. I just pick it up and throw it in there and uh. stew it up. If it's not got enough, I get me another spoon. <laughs> <laughs> it it ain't quite there yet. Let me add another one. I, I'm yeah. going to say I ain't never tried that, so that's that's probably going to be something i got to put on. It's going to be hard for me to do that, realizing I'm a, if I don't like it, I wasted a bowl of butter beans. I just have to cry about it. Yeah. <laughs> right, don't do a big bowl. Just do a little yeah, bit. Do a yeah, little just, try, just try a little bit. Just, just try a little bit. Buttermilk. No, I can't. I can't. can't stand it. No. Can't get past buttermilk biscuits. I don't know, man. Like I'm a fan. No, of I'm just talking about buttermilk. Oh, no, no, no never, no way. Buttermilk and cornbread. Now I, I do regular milk and cornbread. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah I do that. Here's the weird thing about me, and I don't know why, but I when I eat cornbread milk, I can't use a spoon. I got to use a fork. I can only eat buttermilk and cornbread with a fork, or milk and cornbread with a fork. Really? I can't. I can't use a spoon. I don't. Yeah. Amber was giving me shit about it the other day. She's like, why are you going to use a fork? I was like, that's all I've ever used when right. I eat cornbread milk. Right. Mm. Can't use a spoon. Uh, so we got a uh, we got a Facebook question. Right. Let's hear it. Can any of y'all cook butter beans? No. I can. I, can. I, know, no. I know how to cook yeah. If I had a good YouTube video to watch, I could probably do it. <laughs> but uh, like, I, well, no, you could cook them in a crock pot. Yes. Yes, Oh, yeah. You just throw them in there and throw what you want Yeah. In now, if I had to cook them on, on the leaving. stove, if I had to cook them on the stove, now, now I couldn't figure it out. But a crock pot, yeah, probably. No doubt. No, I mean, as far as knowing what temperature and all that, I'd have to look it up or ask my mom. But, like, I know what it takes to do it. Turn it on five and let it go. <laughs> yeah, see, like, that's that's yeah. why I got lucky. Amber cooks like you wouldn't believe, so she knows how to do all that shit. I right. Oh yeah, I mean that's the way I am. I mean my wife can cook, so I'm good. Yeah, I don't have to know how to cook right now. So that's right. why that's why I'm as fat as I am because she cooks all the time. Oh, and it's I can delicious. I can, cook. I can cook. Now you did cook ribs the last time I ate some of those ribs. They were pretty jam up ribs. I can cook. I can grill too. Yeah. I think I got my genes from from your daddy. I think. What is y'all's heritage? Do you know? What's your ethnicity? Like, oh, no, where we come from? Yeah, where you come from? Where's your heritage? I don't know. I I come from my mama. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if it. Um, I don't. I mean, you I would, you would think that y'all two would be brothers right. more than me and him would be brothers. You know? Yeah, I still think you came from the milkman. I probably did. Or I came from the milk. No, I look. I look just like. I look just like our dad. No, it back in the old days, it was Iceman. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. was Iceman. <laughs> but I think Ed's the most different one of us all. You and Daryl kind of look similar, but. Yeah, like it's, I like Daryl got good hair, you know. I'll, I'll give him that. He got Darryl, good Daryl may have come from the milk man. Who knows? Because me and yeah. you were bald as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Becky yeah. and Daryl's on to it, kept hair. You know? Yeah. We, you know, we can grow a beard. Yeah. Well. I think, I don't know what it is, but I think I can probably eat more than any of y'all sitting yeah. here. Oh, I know you can now because I don't have a stomach. Yeah, you're skinny as a freaking rail. That's why. And I don't know why, but I can eat. I tell, I tell I you why, because you never stop moving. You know, when you get us lazy folks around here, we sit down and stuff. You don't ever sit down and stop. You, you're always doing something is what I'm saying. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're like the metabolism that you got is ridiculous, man. It's, it's uncanny. Know. You know, you like to metabolize that foods. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, 
I think Papa died of what, uh, black lung or something? Wasn't yeah. that what it was? Yeah. From the old coal mines or something? Right? Yep. Mm. Yep, that got him. Yeah, I'm glad I got I got out of the coal mine business. Sure. Yeah. I don't mind the strip pit business, but the coal mines. Yeah, I I went underground one time in my life. That's what I was about to say. I went one time, and I was like, nope, this ain't for me. I don't care how much money you pay me. I'm I went Spelunkian, but I didn't go coal mine. <laughs> well, I'm well I've never mine. been in one that was being worked. I've been in the old ones that were abandoned. Oh, no, stuff, I went I'm down not. to Show Creek, and it's like two miles no. down. It's like ridiculously way down there. And I was Yeah, like, Mom yeah. lost her mind because you told her you was going to go see about getting a job down there. And she it actually it gets hot down there, right? Yeah, it is. It, well, it's not that it's hot because they vent it. Like, it's got a, it's got uh, uh, like vents that they bring in air because if not, the air will just stale up and you'll die. But they got this thing that's like they have to keep respirators like every 50 foot. All right? And the reason why they do that is because like dead air can come through there anywhere and yeah. it's like you're walking and then all of a sudden there's no oxygen right where you're at and you will lay over so you got to run to the respirator as quick as you can to try to get some oxygen so it'll run through there just and it's just always black soot everywhere yeah. well i like to watch this guy on youtube that actually goes into them old gold mines and old. oh he's the one that sees the chain swinging and there's no wind blowing that that guy. No, um, I think he's seen some of that stuff, but he don't really actually do that. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he actually goes to the site and looks at the old buildings and explain what each building did, and you know, well, this is the waste pile. This is how they brought it out. You know, all that stuff. And he's he goes in these old ones, like out in the desert and stuff like that, <coughs> right. that are just physically holes in the side of a mountain. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you can't drive in them. You can't do nothing. I mean, they're the old old early 1900 mines right. you know where they physically did it by hand yeah mm -hmm. well, now, when i, was I like to watch that a, guy so when i was talking about a coal mine i'm in a coal mine drive we, off in that joker we got got in a cart behind two mules and they pulled us into the mines mm -hmm. mm. now it wasn't like that that you carry you rode this like little buggy type trolley yeah. thing down there yeah, when but this was, man, this was like 20-something years ago whenever I done it. It was out at Show Creek. Well, I'm talking about 50 years ago. Well, they actually yeah. drive big old huge dump trucks through those, don't they? Uh, the, the equipment you think is the same, but it's not. It's like uh, the loader is really short. You're almost laying down on it, and they dump it in the trucks that are super low down and they'll it just reach up there and they'll dump it in there or it'll be on a conveyor like the one that i was in i seen the equipment i was only there for a day and i realized it wasn't me but they would dump it on a conveyor and it uh i think i seen something in it might have been uh, north carolina might have been south carolina but it i mean it was one of the carolinas mm. uh, that they actually give a tour of an old coal mine and it's like huge I mean, you could put a freaking six-story building in that joker. God, you know what I'm talking about? And they give a tour of that thing. I'd love to go do that. Myself. Yeah. But it's huge. Yeah, it, it wasn't for me. I know, like, I'd done a lot of surface mining, too, but that didn't bother me. But whenever I went down into a, a confined shaft where I felt like if, the, if we had a cave-in, there was no surviving that. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm done. I'm out. 
get me out of here. <laughs> I was done with it. I was like, hey, you can't pay me enough money. All right. We're going to do the final question here. Let's do it. All right. If Hollywood come to you right now and said, Mr. Brakefield, I want to make a movie of your life from time you was born to now, who would play you in that movie? Hmm. Kevin Costner. Is anybody you think of alive or not? Anybody. Lee Majors. <laughs> I have no idea who could you know, do what I've done. <laughs> I mean, you'd be like, look, this is who's got to play me. Nobody else can play me. This is the guy that's got to be me. Okay. John Wayne. John. I knew yeah. that was coming. Yeah. I was waiting yeah. on that. That's yeah. where I was going. Yeah. That's a John Wayne man right there. Yeah. John Wayne. You like if there's a John Wayne show on TV, he's watching it. Yeah. And he's seen it. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, Daryl's the same way. Daryl will watch them old He's an old Western. Old Western. All day, man. If it ain't football or sports oriented, he is. It's an old Western. That's, that's yeah, Daryl's an old soul. He he yeah. he's one of the. You know, you hear two people talking about. I should have been alive in this generation. Daryl should have been alive in those. Mm. Oh yeah, I'd yeah. love to have been alive back in then. Yeah. yeah, I'm John Wayne. I got a 24 ounce coffee cup. It's mm. got John Wayne on it. Really? It's signed <laughs> by John Wayne. Oh, wow. really? Wow. But it's one of the stamps. It, oh, it's a stamp. Oh, it's a stamp. Um, it ain't uh, no. Just, dang it. You know, yeah. It ain't really money. Yeah. I was like, it's wow, a thought that account. is free. That's probably worth some money. I was like, <laughs> let me borrow that for a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, we better put that one up. Yeah. Y'all ready to do the roundy round? That's yeah. It. Well, uh, you want to tell everybody bye? Yeah. Okay. Uh, nice being here. I enjoyed it. We'll have to do it again. And now that I know what's going on, it'd be a whole lot different. That's right, right. <laughs> well, you know, I did tell you, I did tell you that, you know, I mean, we was going to pretty much actually play by ear, and it was, you know, ain't no telling where it was going to go. So yeah, we yeah. were generally, we were generally usually prepared, but we just like, yeah, let's just have fun. That's it. That's it. That's you know, what makes what, life go around. That's it. But you know, I mean, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I mean, it is my daddy, so I get to talk to him anytime I want to. So that's it. I hide of that. <laughs> well, well, I get to, I get to talk to him a good little bit, even if he don't want to talk to me. Sometimes I've got him on the phone and do it. Oh Lord, what does Ed want now? <laughs> that's probably yeah, I'll pick up the phone and say, "Oh, now what have they done?" Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. What have I got to fix? <laughs> What's Ed calling me about this time? Lord have mercy. <laughs> Just a world of knowledge up in that head. You just you gotta eat what you can of it while yeah. you can. You know that's the way I look at it. Oh, hang on, time out. I got I got something else. So, how is it that you can actually walk up to an engine that's running and tell somebody what's wrong with it without even looking at the damn thing? That's what I want to know. It's just it's just a a listening to. Yeah. Um, you ain't forgot that, have you? I've not forgot that. And I actually told them that story about you walking up, just putting your hand on a valve cover and say, that's what's wrong with it. That that, that one right there. Yeah. That's pretty damn amazing if I yeah. had to say so myself. That that just goes to show you've been involved in a lot of motors, a lot of uh, problems that's happened in motors. And a lot of experience. A lot of it, you know. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you all this, and then I'll shut up and leave you all alone. Back in 19... 19- Say it was built back in 1950, 50, 51. 
Mm -hmm. I would come out with a six-cylinder pickup. Right. That I could have made tons of money off of it. Right. People pulls the oil stick out of it, wipes it off, puts it in there upside down, and it sounds like it's knocking. Huh. Mm. And all you got to do is pull the oil stick out, turn it over, and stick it back in there. (laughs) Well, you could have. Man, you could have been a hustler back in, couldn't you? I could have got a lot of people a wow. lot of money. That is crazy, man. And the sad thing is there's a lot of people out there that would just try to beat you out of your money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just no. do dirty crap to you. Yeah. For no reason. You know what I'm saying? But like, the first time I heard that, I was working at, y'all probably don't remember it, but Clyde, Clyde Hayes had a service station down at Low Under Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh just about across from where the Jeepy Check sat now down there, mm-hmm. it was sitting right there. He okay. had a three-pump gas station right there. And right. I was working there. I was probably 16 years old. And that's the first time I went into that. Guy pulled in there, wanted his truck fixed, and Clyde told him, he said, well, that boy out there will build it. And I went out there and pulled the oil stick out of it and turned it over and put it back in. And I said, you can take it home, would you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You just knew what it was. I just, the sound of it. Right. Yeah, me, I can tell whenever something's knocking, but I can't tell what it is. I can't tell that it's a, you know, a wrist pin or or if it's, you know, some bearing out of it, you know. I well, I mean, that man right there can tell you which cylinder it is doing it. Yeah. But, oh, this rocker arm needs to be tightened up by the quarter turn. <laughs> yeah. That's talent. About it. That's talent right there. Right. Yeah. All right, y'all want well, well, yeah, that's yep. it for me. I'm, I think we're good on this one. Yep. I would just say, you know, hey, uh, uh, everybody, y'all need to uh, tune in next week when uh, uh, Richie and Shorty decide to go to Birmingham and have a gay menage a trois. What? Oh, what? what are you talking about? 